hey, if you love Roll For It, watch the cast live every week on Twitch as we continue the story. That's twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll For It, a D&D podcast with random monsters and epic adventures. Each episode, we will be encountering one of 100 monsters that our DM has compiled for us. We never know what we'll face next. Also, we'll be leveling up, meaning our characters will get very powerful very fast. Along the way, our characters will actually be going on a continuous journey that links together the entire campaign. So tune into our show whether you're brand new to role-playing games, a D&D veteran, or if you just like to hear people have fun. Who are you, folks? My name is Amy, and I'm playing a dragonborn barbarian named Havilar. She is a white dragonborn with silver accenting scales and a long tail. Havilar was once a slave forced to fight for entertainment, but she was rescued by the Valinair family and has served them as a royal guard for 15 years. Hi, I'm Mary-Kate, and I'm playing Violette Valinair, the once-sheltered daughter of high elf nobility, and secretly a sorcerer struggling to control her wild magic powers. Powers. Sorry, guys. Uh, her hair is a lilac purple, and she never goes anywhere without the mirror her mother gifted her on her first day sitting court. I'm Kyle. My character is a halfling bard named Mumps. Mumps is a very talented and charming musician, but also very, very dumb. <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm the dungeon master, so I'll be controlling the NPCs and the monsters and things, and trying my best to make it seem like I'm not just making it all up as we go. So now that we all know each other, I'm going to pull up the monster list here, and we're going to choose the monster. Nobody knows what it's going to be. Not even me. One of you can roll the D100. Oh my gosh. How do we decide who gets to roll every week? I think it should be Mumps because he's okay. so stupid. He's so dumb. <laughs> I don't have a D100. <laughs> the Mumps may use my die. 73. Oh. Ooh, high number. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so nervous. Mean. Yeah, why'd you say it like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Now I take a look at this monster and figure out how to integrate it into your reality. <gasps> okay, cool. Our journey begins at Castle Viahara. A popular subject of myths and fairy tales, the castle itself is rumored to have traveled the universe before finding the most beautiful landscape in existence in the Feywild. Here within the walls of the castle, the Valinair family awaits the start of a royal wedding. It is the morning of the wedding, and I, Violet Valinair, am getting prepared for what will be my nuptial hour. Um, I am experiencing a fair bit of anxiety as my loyalties have been pulled in several different directions, and uh, my, my feet are, are literally freezing cold, if you get my drift. There are um, little birds that have come in to, to help get the preparations ready. There's uh, somebody playing a, a lute in the corner to calm my nerves down. Havilar is standing outside Violet's bedroom and very curiously eyeing everyone as they go in. The fabrics and the makeup, patting down a few of them to make sure that there are no weapons or anything suspicious I on think them. that uh, my uncontrollable magic urges are, are currently quite under control. And on my mind, all I can really think about is Averin Balenstar standing waiting for me at the altar. And then something crazy happens from your wild magic that you've been concealing. Do I know what it is? Yes, you do when you roll a d100 right. for me. 88. The eldest of the chambermaids starts to float. <gasps> Dorcas, no! <laughs> out of fear, she just passes out, rotating in air. 
up by the ceiling. <laughs> Wait, Dorcas, are you, are you doing that or am I doing that? <laughs> and everybody starts looking around, really confused. Oh, dear me. Oh, s- someone pull her down! I try to reach for her, but I'm even though I'm six foot tall, I'm still not tall enough because she's going quite high. Oh. I got it. Don't forget about me. I'm, I'm reaching. I'm reaching. No, I'm too short. Oh. Oh, I didn't How even, did you get in here? I didn't here. even see you there. I was the guy playing the loot in the corner. Ha- Havilar, what if you threw that, that little man up and he could pull her down? Um, I love that idea. Do it. All right, I'll do it. And then I pick Mumps up and I toss him in the air. I'm coming, Dorcas. Make a, make a uh, dexterity check. 17 plus my modifier. That's a 20. There you go. Yeah. You, you grab around both ankles and your legs are dangling around. Do you want to describe yourself a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I'm... I'm pretty average halfling you know i'm maybe uh four feet tall i'd say uh, i'm like uh, in the middle of my family because uh my dad's pretty tall he's like four foot five but yeah i play lots of instruments uh today i'm just playing the lute because you know my my master my mentor he kind of hogs all the good instruments he thinks he's so much better yeah it's not a big deal i don't want to get into that so you've been in that room the whole time playing the comforting music oh yeah i play great music I it's, it's really calmed me down i, I must admit mump says this as he's pulling <laughs> dorcas down from the ceiling a lot of the maids and workers have started to panic i'm shouting at all of them not to say anything about this instance and some of them that have escaped the room i'm grabbing them and i'm tossing them back in and <laughs> instructing them not to say anything to anyone about this and get, and get dorcas to the infirmary and yes and yes i, I will they should take... all accompany her in fact do you think they're all sick i, I mean don't feel sick ha- have mums go with them anyway mums can outplay them and call me music we don't have time we have plenty of time love will always wait mums mm. how long have you worked in the castle Oh, you know, like, pl- plenty of long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dor- yeah. Dorcas needs to be awakened. Take Dorcas to the infirmary. I will go downstairs and I will buy you five minutes, Violette. Right, I know where that is because I have been here a long time. Yes, okay, bye. And then I, too, leave and go downstairs to instruct the wedding guests of what has happened. How do you do that? I tell them that Violette has had has a headache. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. She has a headache, and she just needs a few minutes to feel better. Okay, so meanwhile, Mumps, you're carrying this lady by the toe down down, Certainly all, trying. down a large hallway, dragging her along in midair. Howdy folks, nothing to see here. This one is going to happen. Do you know where the infirmary is? I do not. This is my first time in this castle. I was telling a blatant lie. Who turns the corner next is your master musician. Burgado. <laughs> Sir Burgado. Uh, comes around the corner and sees you causing a scene. There's like some of the wedding guests following you. Hey, Bergie, how's it hanging? You're embarrassing me in front of all these people. It's not my fault. She told me to, the princess. It's not It's not my fault. Did you do this to this woman? No, I didn't do anything. I didn't. You never listened to me. Mumps, you're making a scene. I'm not making a scene. Don't cry here in front of everybody. I'm not crying. You're crying. I swear to God, Mumps, if you're still in my face... In five seconds, I swear to God, Mumps, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I swear to God, Mumps. I hate you. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. 
So you t- take the woman with you? <laughs> I take Dorcas. I leave in a huff, tears streaming down my face. So I feel like a standby should be like, is that your dad? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the tower where Havilar makes it back up the stairs to check in again on Veilet. And when you open the door, you see her finishing her climb out the window. Can I drop a slipper? <laughs> sure. Of course you can. <laughs> on accident or on purpose? <laughs> I think I drop it for Havilar. Is like a, if you want to come with, d- d- here, you're invited. <laughs> okay. Veilet! Veilet! And I run to the window, and I pick up the slipper, and I look down... And I see that she's, is she, what are you doing? Are you running on like a roof? You're running on a roof. You're running away. (laughs) Come back here. In the name of, is there a God? Yeah, (laughs) there's many gods. That's a great question. In this podcast, we're going to explore if there's a God. (laughs) Let's go into that. Let's delve into that. I didn't sign up for this. Part two. (laughs) By the gods, Violet, get back here. you'll, You'll catch your death. Of cold without this slipper. <laughs> can I, since I'm so unathletic, can I be like tripping and falling, but like trying to like? Yeah, okay. make an acrobatics check for me. All actually, right. <laughs> you slide a little on the tile, but you catch yourself. You manage to make your way all the way across the roof. You see the guests; they haven't noticed you, but you're close to them. Can I look in and be like, "Oh, Avarin, I'm sorry to do this to you, but it just wasn't meant to be." You thought it was him, but it turns around, it's just some other dude just, oh, that, was, oh. that was standing there. <laughs> oh, it's, oh. I that take was, it back. That wasn't meant for you. I don't have a game plan. No game plan at all. And Havilar, are you following along I on the roof? I have followed along Full on the speed. roof. Full speed ahead. The two of you see a mule-drawn carriage beginning to exit the gates. And who is inside the mule-drawn carriage? But... <laughs> What is that horrible sound? It's, it's so annoying. <laughs> you can hear it from the roof. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Dermot. Let's go home. Is Dorcas in the wagon? <laughs> you what don't happened? Know. You don't know. I hope that Dorcas is going to be okay. <laughs> when I left her at the infirmary some minutes ago, she seemed oh, fine. I was, was going to try to take Dorcas's place. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go for climbing down. Could I try first, like, sneaking into the wagon? Make a stealth check. 16. You managed to get up to the wagon to behind it. You haven't been noticed. Are you wearing a big fluffy dress? Yeah. Well, I'm wearing an elven wedding gown. Okay, and what's... It, it is... <laughs> this is a... This is a little staple of Mary Kay playing any role-playing game. It is completely see-through mm. and uh, entirely sparkly. Oh. So it is like wearing like a sheet a of... big diamond. Of, essentially, yes. Like a star. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. So very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> and a giant crown of stars. Mm. And there are birds flitting everywhere. Ugh. But I don't think I'm very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> so you see her approach the wagon. Couldn't miss her. No. <laughs> So first, I'm going to climb down. Climb down. Sounds good. <gasps> oh! 24. All right. Flips down. So you swing on a pole with one hand and... Mm-hmm. Yep. Scales get, gleaming get, in the yeah. sunlight. Yep. <laughs> you land on the window and backflip off of that to the ground and start to run your way to the wagon, which begins to take off across the <gasps> long bridge that separates the castle and the towers from the mountainside. <gasps> I don't know if this is what I wanted to do. I wish Havilar was here with me. Where is she? She usually is right behind me. Oh. Violet! Oh, Havilar! And I've 
thrown myself onto the back of the wagon. But do you with have a my thud. shoe? I have it right here. <laughs> Would I let you down? So you hear voices in the back of your wagon. <laughs> quiet, quiet. Oh my God, it's the nice princess. Hi, princess. You're married already? Oh. I like your husband. He seems very nice. That's, oh, that's, uh, no, that's not my husband. No, they no. Let- we have to get back. <gasps> Are you on your honeymoon? Am I your ride? I didn't know. The mule <laughs> continues to trot along. You guys are like halfway across the, the bridge. What are you doing? We could still do the honeymoon. <laughs> and this is a small wagon, by the way. So a dragonborn. <laughs> like You guys are t- cramped. Jeremy's yeah. working real hard to pull us off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where are you headed, princess? <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, We're heading to the next Available point no, where can't. we can do a three-point <laughs> no, turn with no, the mule no. to turn around and go back home. No, 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 what? no, no, no. You're breaking your promise. Did you see what I did to Dorcas? That was a minor thing. She it just floated. That was a minor thing, but you know there have been some major things as we well. Sh- we I don't talk about do those in front of people we don't know. We know, Mums. <sighs> she remembered my name. <laughs> you guys are just on the other side of the bridge now. On land. The castle is 400 feet behind you. Can you guys make uh, perception checks for me? I got a five. I also got a five. I got a 21. Valette, you hear a scratching on the bottom of the wagon. Wait, hold on. Stop. Everyone stop. Mumps, stop crying. Do you you hear that? What? I don't hear anything. That's scratching. You're distracting me. My ears are smaller than yours. What are you hearing? I am hearing a really loud and obviously perceptible scratching on the bottom of this little cart. So when you do pause a moment, you guys do hear the same kind of deal. See? What? But when you go quiet, it stops. Bumps, pull this mule over. I'm getting scared. I don't know what to do. Bumps, just pull the mule over. Uh, Durbin, halt. Durbin stops. Durbin's really obedient for a mule. You wouldn't really think, because they have a reputation for being stubborn, but not Durbin. Durbin's real nice. Well, I think I think someone should check underneath the cart. Nose goes. I immediately get out of the wagon. It wasn't me. She's my hero. With a little bit of a struggle. All right, so you hop out the back. Valette, you notice what looks like a man, but with uh, fur all over his face, like a rodent's face, but he's in dark hooded clothing, and he gets up, behind where Mumps is, and he raises a dagger. Master Splinter, no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mumps, look out! I think she kind of um tries to push him out of the way. Okay. In a moment of, of unbridled heroism. I'm, I'm, I'm tiny. I have faith in her push. Let's do a contest to see who moves first. So let's just roll the big one because it's fun. That's my chapstick. That's okay. right. Let's roll the chapstick. Okay, ready? Yep. Oh. Two for the dungeon master, six for Valent. You shove Mumps out of the way, and whoosh, Mumps, a, a dagger falls a few inches from your face. Huh. And let's give you guys a good look at this creature that you're I'm yes. so scared. Is it Master Splinter? Whoa. Whoa. He looks like he steals things and is dirty. But he's like really well dressed. He's like a mouse. He's like a rat. Say, Amy hit it right on the head. He's a rodent of unusual size. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got long, gross fingers. He does. Yes. It is a were-rat that you a are looking at. were-rat? Hey, there's no reason that you need to be going around slashing people like you are. Uh, what do you want with us? We're just um, an inconspicuous trio of... Um, so he pulls out a short sword. Now he's dual wielding, and he points it at you, and he says, Give us the crown. What? Crown? 
The crown on your head. What? This? And the other valuables you have. Intruder! How dare you threaten the princess? I am going to take a javelin and throw it at him. Yeah, you'd have to throw it like through the wagon. He's, okay, wait, he's on the wagon? On the front of it, like next okay. to Mumps. Where the driver would be. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Veilette is up there also because okay. it's a small wagon. Yeah, do I have a clear angle that I could throw a javelin through you, the wagon? You're not going to hit Veilette. It's possible okay. you hit Mumps. So I'm I'll take that it. risk. Okay. <laughs> it's like, that's such a strong character choice. I'm loving it. And I'm Mumps. I will throw one javelin. All right, you see him raise to attack again. And 24. 24 definitely hits. He sees it coming and reacts accordingly, but your javelin takes a good chunk out of his shoulder. Ah, the smell of fresh blood <laughs> in the morning. First blood, first blood. Don't get it on my dress. The javelin just flies past you. Some blood sprays on your clothes. Ew. Dark, dark red blood. Uh. And then he's going to try to grapple Veilet. So he succeeds. And he has you hostage-wise mm -hmm. around your neck and is hiding behind her. And he takes his short sword and tries to stab Mumps. Oh, God, no. Mumps oh is going to be stabbed. You're quick to react. You're a fast little dude. So you hop up and it just slices a little bit into your hip, tears through your clothes. Definitely hurts. So if this creature is holding me from behind, I'm going to reach around and grab his neck and do a shocking grasp on him to try to release him from grasping me. Cool, cool, cool. Make the a, grasper shall be grasped. Make an attack roll as you shocking grasp the grasper. 19 hits. He's still up, but the jolt of electricity shoots through his body. I want to move 15 feet behind him. So towards the front of the wagon then? Yeah. See, normally it would inspire a reaction from him, but mm. shocking grass specifically stops that. So while he's shaking from the electricity, you hop off safely and go about 15 feet ahead of the wagon. I say, stop hurting my new friends. And I rush him and try to stab him with my rape. <laughs> <laughs> my laugh was because I so confidently rolled a four, which with the modifiers does make it a nine. So mm. not too terrible, not but too still terrible. not going to help. Not quite enough, nope. no. So he manages to parry your attack with his short sword and, and his dagger. You stay put, engaged in the front seat of your wagon. I'm going to take my mace and whack his legs out from underneath him. You manage to get a big hit on his leg, uh, but he keeps his footing and is now surrounded by two enemies. You're not sure how much more of a beating he can take. Sir, stand down and I will spare your life. Tell you what, I'm the charismatic one, so I'm just gonna step in here and be like, hey, 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 man. Look, now you're missing part of your leg. You got a big gash taken out of your shoulder by that javelin. I, look at look at that face. Does that look like the face of mercy? Let it go. Make a persuasion check. He like snarls and like stomps his leg. His good leg. No, his bad one. Ah, like, his blood squirt out a little like, bit. He points his short sword at Veilette and says, she leaves the crowd and I leave with it. Buddy, I don't think you heard me the first time. I'm gonna say this again. You got no leg and you got no chance. You are a very dumb rodent. Please, I take the crown off. I put it down in front of my feet and look at the rodent and I say, it is not the crowns we wear, but the crowns we give away that make us true leaders. Come and get it. And then I prepare myself to launch a magic missile at him. <laughs> okay. I'm sc I'm scolding Veilette in my head. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's not the first time. That speech is so beautiful. I'm gonna cry again. <laughs> so he transforms 
into a giant rat <gasps> right in front of you guys. <laughs> giant rat meaning smaller than a of person. Of unusual size. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So a Chicago rat. Yes, yes, yes. Scurries off of the wagon and approaches the crown. And do you let him touch it or do you No, shoot? I, I would like to launch magic missile at him on his way in. All right. It's definitely going to hit, so roll 3d4. <gasps> and the giant rat scurrying forward, about to grab it with its teeth, and you just let loose. She's very ballerina at so I think it's like a dance. She's like, p-ch, p-ch, p-ch. one of them strikes him right on the top of the head, and he rears back. Another hits him in the gut, and it opens its mouth to growl. And your final missile just hits him in the roof of the mouth, cracks his skull, and he heaps over dead on the oh, stone. No. Violet Valenay. I start crying. I no. I. I my whole, I, I want to be kind to others. I want to be kind to animals. I want to be kind to myself. And I've just killed an animal. Oh, now, now, now. And I rush to Vailette and I hold her in my arms. There, there, my dear. Everything will be over. As its head bursts open, some blood sprays over the crown a couple of feet in front of it. Oh, actually, it doesn't look that bad, though, that way, does it? Mumps takes a few steps away and barfs at the sheer <laughs> sight of such violence. We, we, we should give it a proper burial. Um, we don't really have time We have for that. the time. We have we the have time. We have to go back to the castle. We'll I do what the, the princess says, and she says we're gonna bury that pile of guts. You're always getting small little creatures to do your bidding and to dress you, and so where do you get So your is interrupted by a, a low rumble that begins to kind of shake the earth beneath your guys' feet. As you look over, you see cracks appearing in the bridge back to the castle. No. And the whole castle is shaking, kind of vibrating. From the tallest tower of this blue light that begins to emanate like a spotlight. A but beam, the fantasy perhaps. version. Alien abduction? <laughs> kind of can feel just bursts of wind on your guys' faces. <gasps> and a pulsing energy engulfs the whole castle and towers are, are like breaking off. Baron. Levitating where they are, but like breaking off kind of like a, a shell, and the castle all shrinks together into one small spot. There's a blinding flash of blue light, and then when that all fades, it's nothing, it's all gone. There's no destruction, there's just like a few pieces of, of wood and stone and like splints, very thin layers of stuff. Violet, I'm not mad. <laughs> You sound but like did you, you do this? No, no, no. Honor bright. This one was not me. But I could try a mending spell. I just want to. <laughs> I was gonna try to mend the castle, and I'm in this nude dress. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, get you the something supplies else. that you have are the supplies in the back of Mumps's wagon. If he shares with you, I don't just a bunch of instruments. I am now commandeering this wagon for the princess of Viahara. I mean, yeah, hey, if she needs it, what's mine is yours, Mikasa, Sue Wagon, you know. You have no choice but to submit. Uh, Havilar, I think he has submitted. Hmm? Oh. I can't hear him, he's so small. Do we still have the dead rodent carcass? Yes, you do. We should still bury it. Don't worry, I have a tiny shovel in the back of my wagon. I mean, it's tiny to you, but it's a normal-sized shovel for me, so I'll get get started. Mump starts digging a grave for the one body that you guys can see. Oh god, the bridge cracked. Like we can't get over it now. Right. I've never been this far. Did it crumble? Yeah, yeah. Some of it just fell off into the chasm, but some of it was kind of picked up and sort of seemed to be absorbed by whatever this weird magical effect was. 
Now. Top of your head, what's your character thinking, looking at, doing real quick? Havilar stares into the empty space that once was Castle Viahara, remembering that for the second time in her life, she has no home. I barf again, because burying these rat guts is really gross. I am traumatized. I had no idea my wild magic would lead to Dorcas's floating, which would lead to this destruction. Oh, Averin, the course of true love never did run smooth. <laughs> Fair point. Uh-huh. Thanks for watching, everybody. Listening. Thanks. Thanks Bye. for watching. Are you filming us? The <laughs> movie in your mind. Yes, thanks for watching in your head and listening with your ears. Until next time. We are the guys and gals yeah, playing, playing Roll, playing roll for, for It together. together. The Dungeons Dragons. And Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, this is DM Jake. Thank you so much for checking out our show. I hope you enjoyed the Wear Rat episode, our very first episode. If you loved it, you know you can always see more content from us, but Wear Rat, hey, hey. All of our links are in the episode description, so find out what's new with us and shoot us a message. Let me know how you like that Wear Rat joke. You'll get a response. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, this is DM Jake. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. If you want more adventures from these characters, we're continuing the story live each week on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Tune in to watch the cast take on levels 11 through 20 and interact with us as we play. You can catch sessions you might have missed on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rollforitpod. See you there.